Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seven Strong Podcast. I am your host, Holly Hillier, a retired six-figure corporate engineer, mom to three crazy boys, and CEO of Seven Strong. I went from burnt-out corporate engineer to stay-at-home mom boss, building multiple businesses and life-changing income for my kitchen table. My passion is helping other female entrepreneurs create magnetic marketing and scalable systems so you too can create the time and financial flexibility to live your dream life. Ready? Let's dive in. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. Ruth Schroeder is joining us today and Ruth is like one of my favorite people on this earth because she's just like, she's such a boss. And I was lucky enough to meet Ruth through network marketing and continue to watch her grow an incredible business. So let me introduce you guys to Ruth. Ruth Schroeder is a mom to four-year-old twins. She has built a seven-figure network marketing business and most recently launched her incredible tech startup, Poshed on the Go, which is an app that brings luxury beauty and spa services to your door. But it's so much more than that. Posh isn't just an incredible beauty app, which I need in my life with all the travel I'm doing, but Posh is literally revolutionizing an entire industry that is 90% women and 66% people of color to help them reach more people and earn more income than ever before, which you guys know, this is my love language. Like, How do we help more women earn more money doing what they love? So I am so excited to have you on the show, Ruth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. And it's, I was thinking about all this this morning and it's just crazy to like look back on our journey together through network marketing, seeing where we both started as really just as human beings and women and like watching the growth that we both had through, you know, our personal demons and our personal struggles to really just stepping into our own. And it's been like incredible to see not only with myself, but with you as well. You're probably one of my favorite like personal transformations to think about. My goodness. I know. I mean, the first time I really got to know Ruth and kind of sit down with Ruth, we were both on a top 10 trip in France. And so we were like traveling together and I was just that eager entrepreneur and also like competitive, like clawing my way to the top. And like we said, there's been a lot of personal development and transformation. And I thank Ruth for a lot of that, a lot of that as well, because she's been there on that journey with me. Oh, it's crazy how fast things can change and how much you can change too. So I love it. I love it. First off, again, she has twin four-year-olds and she has like She's built these two incredible businesses and she's done it in the middle of new mom life. And so to start, Ruth, can you just give us a little bit of your background and how did you do this? How did you get where you are today? Yeah. Just to give you guys an idea of where I came from originally, like a tiny, tiny town called Leroy, Kansas. There's like 500 people in this town. And when I went to college, honestly, my cap, I was like, I can become a teacher and that's it. And that was like my glass ceiling at the time. So it's bananas to, look back and see like the belief I used to have in myself was not, there's nothing wrong with being a teacher, but like, I was literally like, I'm not smart enough, good enough, pretty enough, anything enough to be anything, you know, more. I just saw teachers, they did it. Cool. So that's what I did. Long story short, my husband actually really inspired the next step, which was getting my master's degree because I saw him working so hard to be a veterinarian 
I saw him get rejected his first year of applying to vet schools and then trying again and getting accepted to both. And that alone was inspiring to me. So just by watching him, I was finally like, maybe I can get a master's degree. Anyways, fast forward, got my master's degree in instructional design. And then 2014, really struggling to pay off a quarter million dollars of student loan debt. And at the time I was a breadwinner, my husband was in a residency and I learned that you could earn income by sharing your health and fitness journey. And I was already kind of doing that. I loved Insanity by Shanti. So I was already telling everyone to do it. So I was like, let's just see what happens. Dove into network marketing and truly it changed every piece of my life in regards to my personal belief, my personal growth, my body, my friendships, my marriage, my finances, all of it transformed. And I will say this over and over again, network marketing, especially now with building a tech startup company from the ground up, poshed, network marketing to me is one of the smartest ways to go. It is an amazing place. You have training wheels, you have community, you have all of the things, but there's that safety net always for you. And it's a very, very low investment point, right? It's a very low investment point. And your earning potential to me is it's actually bananas. You guys, it's, I've learned so much. I think you take it for granted when you're in it like hardcore, but then you get back into the outside world and growing my tech startup and even think about funding and the salary I would get as the CEO of my company like is minuscule, <laughs> like minuscule to that of what I was am making in network marketing. Like it's crazy. So I always say like, if you want to make real money, maybe start in network marketing, affiliate marketing, and then go from there. So it can fund your other dreams. Cause we're not one dimensional. We have tons of dreams. So yeah, dove into network marketing, treated it like a business from day one. And I think that's key as a network marketing professional. It is a business. Anyone who has a business, your goal will always and forever be to find and retain new customers. That is period. Like that never stops. If you are a business owner, that is the goal. Find and retain new customers by serving them, by giving them great service, by loving on them and helping them improve their life through your offering. And so many times we hear with network marketing, like, oh, like you just have to keep finding people and recruiting people. I'm going to let everyone know if you're a small business owner, that is always a goal. It doesn't matter if it's network marketing, a bakery, a brick and mortar boutique, or a tech startup company. That's the goal always. So if that's your holdup, oh, you have to find more people. It sounds like maybe you're not in the right field and you should be an employee and not a business owner or change your mindset. Sorry, that was a, a little bit of a rant there. So yeah, dove into network marketing, treat it like a business from day one, did all of the things. They always say success leaves clues, something I'm carrying over into posh. But I surrounded myself with those people who had the success I wanted. I took the advice they gave. I applied it in my own Ruth ways, right? That's going to look a little bit different. But overall, I applied it even when it was scary. And I was like, there. I literally had a moment of like, there's no freaking way. I don't want to do this. This isn't going to work. And then lo and behold, it did. There's a reason why you hear the same things over and over. And from that, it changed our financial life as well. And we've been massively blessed it's just crazy. It's bananas. So that is kind of where I started to where I am now. So why posh? Like, how did this come from like, okay, I'm in network marketing. I'm working out, helping women get healthy to, I'm going to be a tech startup CEO. <laughs> One of the 2% female tech startup CEOs. <laughs> oh man. I never, ever, ever thought I would be doing posh. I never, this was not like 
the goal. And I guess looking back, it kind of does make sense for me, given like my background and my dreams and things like that. But like, this is not where I thought I was going to like transition with my network marketing business. I absolutely love it. I hit every checkbox that I wanted to in regards to my goals. And I have built a lot of financial security within that, thankfully. So first tip is like, get that financial security because now that is funding my tech startup. And I'm in such a blessed position to be able, I've invested a quarter million dollars into this tech startup. And I invested all that before we ever generated $1 of revenue. So I hear people say like, oh, you know, I had to spend a hundred dollars on, you know, whatever. I'm like, that is adorable for you. That's fresh. <laughs> and you know, they're mad. They're mad that they didn't like make a thousand dollars in the first month. I've been working at Posh for 18 months now, and we generated our first dollar revenue over 13 months in, and we're not even close to breaking even yet. So always <laughs> change your mindset. But now what network marketing is just like, it's crazy because you don't have that waiting game. So back to the question of how did this come to be? With network marketing, I saw my passion and my love really come to life in regards to empowering other women to take control of their finances, of their own businesses, of their own bodies, of their own self-confidence. And that's what I loved about the platform I had with my network marketing business is helping women earn more money, to be honest. We speak the same love language, right? Like women earn money. Yeah. Nothing bad happens, ladies, when you earn more money. Nothing. Just a little caveat too, in regards to your money mindset, because I'm going to talk about money and my financial goals and things like that. But I challenge listeners to analyze their personal feelings about money, because until you do that and really grow that money mindset, you're going to be stuck where you're at. I had that in 2015. I had to get a life coach because I had a lot of money issues. I felt so much guilt earning money. I felt bad getting a paycheck. I felt bad selling and getting a profit. So it was a lot of demons. But I I first just ask you to think about this, right? If I were to say to you, I'm going to go to the mall today and spend $5,000, just have a shopping spree and go crazy. What emotional response does that evoke within you? Do you have one? Are you mad? Are you jealous? Are you excited? Really think about it. Do you think like, oh, you could do so much good with that $5,000. You didn't even go spend it on yourself. Like what bubbles up inside you? What are your first initial reactions? That's my first question. Now, question number, before I go here, at the end of the day, money is simply an exchange of one good for another good, right? We're just exchanging this thing. We gave monetary value. It's an exchange. That's it. So now the next question, what if I said to you, I'm going to take a road trip across the US actually with my family. We're going to go to Disney, but we're going to drive you know, 5,000 miles to Disneyland. My question is, do you have an emotional response to that? Now, a lot of people, when they ask this question, they have an emotional response to the first one. The second one, they're like, yeah, I understand why you're driving. I would drive to you. You save money. But when we think about it, gasoline is literally just the exchange of gas for miles. It's no different than that exchange of money for things, right? However, if you have different emotional reactions to what I just said, you might have a money mindset issue you want to check out because money is just a thing. We can make more of it. We can get more of it. However, gas also a thing, right? Both are technically limited resources, but for some reason, we're not getting all high and mighty when someone takes a road trip. 
We're not being like, well, you could do so much more with that gas. Why are you going to Florida? You could drive to, I don't know, Colorado five times. You can go to Colorado five times with that gas. But essentially, it's the same thing. Anyways, so check your money mindset. If you're triggered talking about money or hearing us talk about money, that you got to get over that before you're ever going to have more money in your life. Yeah, 100%. It's so interesting. I've been doing like market research around like running ads. And I mean, Seven Strong is here to help women build seven figure businesses. And yet saying seven figures versus six figures, I will sell less. If I run an ad, letting women know I'm going to help them scale to seven figures versus six figures, I will sell less because women tell themselves automatically, there's no way they can build a seven figure business. And it's not just telling themselves that it's everything wrapped around seven figures. Is seven figures greedy? Why do you need seven figures? Are you not happy with your current life? Like all the things I'm like, this is wild to me. It is, it is wild. So money mindset is, yeah, it is everything. The Amanda Francis, rich as F is such a good money mindset book. If you guys are like that, and we should all be millionaires. I've read get rich, lucky bit. Yes. That's a great one. Yeah. So dig into, we'll all list some um, money mindset books in the, in the show notes, because like you said, that comes first. Like you can do nothing until you conquer your mindset. And so much of it is around money. So yes. Thank you. So we totally skipped the question. <laughs> I didn't answer any of the questions that I get from network marketing to building a tech startup to make it short. I was actually with network marketing always traveling, getting hair and makeup done, getting nails done for the traveler, the public appearances, things like that. I was in Florida actually with Holly and we were hosting a business conference for I think 300 women or something. And on Saturday, I had a lot of work to catch up on because we'd just been running, but I needed to wash my very long hair at the time. I called the spa. There was nothing available. I only had two hours. So then I was on Google for 30 minutes, finding a blowout bar, then in an Uber, getting me the blowout bar. And you know, by the end of it, I didn't get to relax at all. And I'm like, I'm in the Uber going there and I'll never forget texting my bury the body bestie and being like, I have this business idea. Fast forward to doing some market research, things like Poshed, where essentially, you know, it's an Instacart of the salon and spa world. They already exist. It's not very saturated. And that's the other thing. Side note, there will always be competition. And if there's not competition, why not? Because there should be, right? So there should always be competition, whatever business you're going into. Competition is not a bad thing. It's a good thing once you you know, learn to appreciate it and learn from it. But I learned that there was apps like this already. And then I also talked to my now CTO, my chief technology officer, and I asked him what it would take to build this, the investment for it, blah, blah, blah. And he said something very wise to me in case there's anyone listening who is thinking like they want a tech startup someday, mobile app. He said, you know, it's going to cost you now, I would say like 60 to $80,000 to build this app out. He's like, but what you need to know is that you need to at least double, if not triple your marketing to that number to get this thing going in any substantial manner. So it's going to take like $200,000 to get this going. You know, I think before that, I thought you put an app on the store and then people just like find it and you use it and it just goes. That is so not reality. <laughs> and so he told me that I thought about it. I walked away. I was like, nope, like this. I'm good. There's zero reason for me to do this. I am so good. I have twin babies. I am financially stable. I have all the things I want. 
my business is amazing and I can, you know, like no stress basically. But if you're like me, like I am not motivated by no stress. I feel like I'm dying if I'm not building something. My gosh, I feel this so deeply. David, my David's always like, what, why are we doing like, we're really good. You just want to relax. Like why, why do you need to build this to like seven, eight, like, like why? And I'm like, I mean, because if I, like you said, if I was not building, if I was not feeling that forward progress, then like, I am dying. Like, what am I doing? I am lost. I am lost without forward progress. And I think most of us are, I just don't think we realize it. Well, to that, I actually had a moment with my sister who is a little bit younger than me. So, cause I bet a lot of people on this call feel like us, like where they do want to build. I mean, I had this moment with my sister. My sister had the same job at a university for like literally from like freshman year college. And then she graduated, got her master's there and had like, was in the same department for like 10 or 12 years, something crazy like that. And one day I was talking to her and I said, Oh my gosh, like, don't you want to do something else? And she said to me, no, I love it. I love, I love the routine. I love knowing exactly what to expect. I love perfecting what I did the year before. And that is beautiful. And in that moment, what I had always thought is like, everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants the next challenge. Everyone wants to move up. I always thought that was true for everyone. And then I realized, no, that's within me. And that makes me unique and special. And instead of like trying to downplay my desire for growth, that was the first time I was like, no, this is a gift I have been given for a reason and a purpose. And so if you have that within you of feeling like I'm capable of more, there's a reason and it's specific to you. It's special to you and lean into that and figure out what that more looks like for you. Oh, chills. It's so true. (laughs) Have you ever felt isolated as an online entrepreneur? Like you're on your own little island trying to figure out how to grow a business, manage your household, and be the present mom you want to be? Yeah, me too. Which is why I created the Seven Strong Society, a monthly community for online entrepreneurs. Each month, we come together to focus on growing your business and income fast. With monthly trainings ranging from Instagram growth strategies to email marketing to creating quarterly schedules to allow you to live your life on your terms. We connect via monthly planning parties, expert trainings, and live Q&A sessions, as well as on our private app. Yes, off of social media. Want to learn more? Head over to sevenstrong.com slash community to get all the details. I'll see you in the community. Because we get in these little communities where, you know, Ruth and I were like, this is just normal. This is how everyone is. But really, you're so right. And it does. It is. It is a superpower. An exhausting superpower. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I walked away for six months. I wasn't going to do it at the time with Posh. Sorry. So with Posh, I walked away for six months. I wasn't going to do it. There was no need. However, that in that six month time, I didn't stop thinking about it, but I did tell my, my now director of biz operations, I was like, we're not doing this. So just like put the kibosh on it. But it just, I kept like thinking about it. And then here's what happened is with Posh, this is a community that is 90% women. We serve beauty professionals. So 90% women, 66% people of color. Their average hourly pay is like $14 an hour, or it's like around $27,000, $28,000 a year. And here's where I saw the opportunity. I saw the opportunity to grow a brand and grow a company, kind of like network marketing, but not 
fully, but where I would build a brand that would empower these beauty professionals. We would have a community where we did mindset training, where we did marketing training, because at the end of the day, beauty pros are typically, you know, 21 year old girls who don't really know how to build their own business yet. And they're like, they know how to do hair or makeup or nails, but they don't know the other pieces. And so I saw where we could really empower them is by creating a brand that did everything for them or trained them in this mindset in being an entrepreneur while also empowering them with our technology platform that connects them with clients and also automates their businesses and automates uh, residual income opportunities through e-commerce, like a shopping cart. So they earn that affiliate. Once I saw that, once that vision occurred to me, it was just all in. It was done. (laughs) It's the going from okay, here's a problem that this could solve for me and someone else to, you know, here's a, a real mission. Like there is a true, because solving a problem, yeah. fine, but it's, it's too hard, especially when, you know, okay, I have another business I can run. But when you connect with that mission and you know, and you are driven by that mission, everything changes. Everything. <laughs> everything. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, okay. Now, so now you like, I just can't, like you said, network marketing makes everything so easy, right? It's like, oh, here's your products. Here's your customer service team. Oh, you pay a hundred dollars like to start your business. I mean, it's, it's silly. So what, have, as you've started Poshed, what, like, what have been some of the biggest lessons that you've taken from like, oh my gosh, like I'm growing this business from, from the ground up. Where do you even start? <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've thought while growing Poshed And looking back on my network marketing business is I wish I would have taken it more seriously in regards to how I was reinvesting in my network marketing business, which I invested in it, right? But barely considering the money that was coming in from my network marketing business. And so I really wish I would have treated that area a lot more serious in regards to like, okay, I made, you know, let's say let's say I made $5,000 a month in my network marketing business. I'm going to take $1,000 and I'm going to put that into ads or something because that reinvestment should ideally lead to growth. And I wish I would have been more analytical in that and looked at that. And I did do this in the beginning in like small pieces. And this this is where I think I did well in network marketing from the beginning is I went in thinking like, okay, I'm going to invest in, you know, advertising or a photo shoot or a training. You know, I did invest in these things. However, when I started making bigger money, I was like, oh, I don't need to invest like a percentage. But now I'm like, dude, that business could have been so much bigger if I would have treated that more seriously as a group. But I was like, well, it was a money mindset thing. Well, I made this amount and this was the money I money I wanted to make. So like I don't need to invest anymore in it. So that's one area. Well I think also network marketing it's so inexpensive to start that were weird about like, oh, let me invest in X amount in this course that cost me more than starting my business. Or I'm paying more in ads than I ever did to like start my business. Like, I don't think we truly understand like how those small amounts can, I mean, we, we should always be investing back in our business. And I remember another top like partner in the company when I first started said like invest 10% of your income back in your business. And she was like, and that's so small, but she was like, that will be, it'll be a tiny amount. And it may seem really painful when you first start because you're not making anything. She's like, but if you don't keep increase, you know, that do a percentage, exactly what you're saying, like percentage, because as your business grows, it's more and more back into it. 
but that only helps it grow even more. You would never start a company and say, I'm not going to invest anything in it, but in network marketing, somehow we think that's normal. Yeah. And it it should be normal, right? It'd be such an amazing like price point to enter. So like, how can you invest, invest back in it to help you earn more money faster? Yeah. Reach faster, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely one. Another thing as I've been building Posh and then looking back on the network marketing side of things, and I I actually think this is more true now in 2023 than ever before. But as I started building Posh, I immersed myself in the entrepreneurial space in Kansas City, like going to networking events and entrepreneurial events. And to be completely honest, for the past decade of network marketing, I had been primarily online. And I think there's a big misconception these days, like, oh, I have to like have this huge following or I have to only post on social media. And like we get consumed behind the screen that we forget that there is so much more power getting out in your local community and talking to people and getting to know people and go to mixers. And that's how you build trust. And I think that's only going to be more and more important as the world becomes more and more digitized and social media based to actually put yourself in situations. And I know it's uncomfortable to go to a mixer by yourself, but like, if you're going, if you're in any size of a city, like a biggish city, like there's probably female networking events you could go to tomorrow. Put yourself in that space. One, you might learn marketing tips. You might learn finance tips from other people in the room, but there are also potential people for you to serve and to help, You know, whether it's getting healthier, get their hair longer, whatever it is that you do. So do not forget the power of meeting people face-to-face and put yourself out there. Yeah, gosh, this has been, I've said, this has been like my... That has been my big transition because network market. I just, I stayed in my little bubble. I'll just grow my social media. I'm an introvert. I love to stay at home, but then growing seven strong and like the one, like the biggest missing piece has been the networking piece. And it has been the biggest thing I've had to learn this year, getting myself in the right room and getting like getting in person whatever you're selling, no matter, like get in person with people, you will be able to sell and to serve so much more. And then, yeah, what, what we take away from it. How did you find, for me, I've been doing, I literally was using like Facebook groups to find like local events, meetups, Charleston, like entrepreneurs. Where did you start? Yeah, actually I started with a spot, something called 1 million cups. And one of my business partners, Ian, so Nicolette's husband told me about this in Florida. So this is a national thing. It's called 1 million cups and it's about bringing people together, having a cup of coffee and talking business. And so it's in a lot of cities. And so you can Google that and see if it's in your city. I went there and that was like my introduction to the rest of the city because walking into that space, everyone's like, oh, have you checked out this? Or have you looked at this? Or have you talked to this person? And so it that just spiderweb very quickly into me finding other organizations. So that's actually. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And the other thing that I've learned almost every place has is a SBDC, small business. Like it's in every big city, SBDC and it's business tips, it's community outreach, it's all of those things. And so usually they have a calendar or events that they host there, or even training courses as well. They'll have training opportunities also. So your local SBDC, and also you can Google 1 million cups and see if you have that in your space. I love it. I think that's the perfect place to start. I mean, you have to start, yeah, getting out in person. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. So if you had one piece of advice that you were going to give, you know, a new entrepreneur, like what, what would it be? It would be to one, just start, like just start, stop thinking you need to have this in place and that in place, just put yourself out there and start. But the other piece of advice that I would have that I think we don't hear as much these days is to begin analyzing your needs and your motivation when it comes to how you operate on a daily basis. And this is something you're going to have to do for the life of you because you're going to change. Maybe you have a baby, maybe you get married, maybe you travel, right? And so sometimes I think we get on social media and we see like the perfect 5 a.m. routine and we think like, that's what this has to look like. That's something I've struggled with for a long time. I have to like put on my blinders. And for some people, it does have to look like that for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for other people, it's going to look totally different. And maybe it's more go with the flow. Maybe you just had a baby. So it's like literally when you could squeeze it in while you're nursing your baby, but really analyze and try and get honest with yourself in regards to what you need at this time in your life. And that's going to change and what motivates you to get actual stuff done to hit your goals. Right. And that might change as well. But do that self-analysis, do that self-reflection and stay in that zone for you and try and block out all the other things. Cause you can get very quickly caught up in thinking I need to look like this or do it like that. And that will suck the energy and life out of you. If it doesn't align with kind of like your natural flow or where you are in life today. Yeah. I love that. And I completely agree. I am a morning routine person, but I also... (laughs) have a baby who still wakes up twice a night to nurse. And so I've had to let that go because it's not going to work in this season. And so it is very, I think for women, especially very with children and the phases change so quickly, like the baby and then toddler, and then they're like school and then we're running them around. And every woman I talk to and Ruth, I've actually quoted you on this podcast before and saying it was like one of my like tough loved ones, but you said like your heart isn't special. And yeah, it is something I go back to constantly because I hear from a lot of women, well, my baby's not sleeping through the night or, well, you don't know what it's like to have kids in school, or you don't know what it's like to have middle school. Like I'm running them around. I'm like, why as women, like we're, oh, it's like, we're competing to be the busiest or have the hardest life or like whatever. And so like, I'm like in the nicest way, I constantly tell myself like, how your heart isn't special. Like just figure out your season. But I'm also like trying to talk like your heart isn't special. We all have hard that we have to work through and figure it out. Like everything is figureable, right? Like it truly, truly is. But that quote from you, like, I don't even know where we were. We might've been like, it might've been the Florida thing or at a retreat, but that was, but it, it really is. And you're, you're always going to have hard, you know, I look back now when my babies were newborns and I'm like, Oh my Lord, that was like so easy. <laughs> your maps, if you're a new mom, you know, and I never project this on anyone, right. I don't want to minimize people's feelings because those were real feelings in that, in that time. But I think it's easy to think, Oh, it'll get easier when, or it'll get I'll have more time when, or I'll be happy when, or I'll have enough money when, and in reality, all of those things, the when needs to be now. And it comes back to like our mindset around each of those things, happiness, money, time, and our heart. It's just that mindset piece. 
Yeah, I was listening to a podcast this morning and they they were talking about truly, truly loving where you are and the gratitude piece, which comes with mindset and knowing that where you are right now is what you prayed for for so long and everything else is coming too. And just this is proof, even in the messy, hard middle that you've come this far, you can continue to build those dreams. And it's going to look so different. I mean, I bet like 10 years ago, you weren't like, even five years ago, you weren't like, oh, I'm going to be the founder of a tech startup, which will be a billion dollar. Ruth will be, this is going to be a billion dollar tech company. Like it will be. And we're going to claim it. We're going to claim like Forbes cover magazine for the impact, like truly for the impact that we're going to have on women in this space and men. Yeah. We're going to claim it all. I'm so excited. And so I know, so Poshed, you can, it's, it's in the app store now, Apple, Android. If you just look up Poshed, P-O-S-H-E-D, I'll also link it down in our show notes. We have, you can go to their website, Poshed on the go as well, but the app is, it is everything. So where are you guys right now with the app and like expansion and what does that look like? This has been such a learning curve as well. And I think another thing where you're like, oh, you just make this app. So with Posh, we're actually building both sides. So we have to find our professional clients and then we have to find our at-home clients. And we are, so we're building essentially two different businesses at one time. And with that, and with being a bootstrap company, meaning we haven't raised funds yet, it's all self-funded. We have to be very, very strategic with our marketing and our campaigns being like city by city. So we're starting in Kansas City, then we'll probably head down to Texas. We're being very strategic in that. However, what we will say is if you download our app as a client, that will also help us tremendously to know where to come next. So like we have this plan, but if we see, oh, we have a thousand downloads from Charleston, please Charleston, download the app so I can tell them. <laughs> I, need, I need Posh to my life because I, I literally don't leave my house. I need you to come to me because I'm like, I don't have time. Just come to me. Oh my God. But we will also analyze where our downloads are happening because then it's easier for us to go to our pros and say, we have a thousand clients in Charleston on our app and we need beauty pros to service these clients. Let's go. So don't hesitate to download it if it's not there yet. Also, we have a concierge line. So if you were traveling, you could reach out to us and we'll work to serve you in wherever you're going as well. So I reached out to Ruth because I was like, Ruth, we are going to be in San Antonio for our big conference. And there's a bunch of people there who need help. And Ruth found people and was able to service this you know, large community coming together for that weekend. And it was incredible to watch Ruth be like, just pull it all together and have the most amazing people come to us and serve us. It was so great. And they were amazing. And I told Holly this, I was like, we weren't planning on doing that until Holly reached out. We knew it was happening that we could service San Antonio, but like, we didn't think it would be worth our time. But what we learned from it was a different marketing strategy. So if I hadn't have said, you know what, let's just see what happens. We wouldn't have learned that this new marketing strategy directly tied to conventions and servicing those individuals at conventions. So it was a great learning experience. So Takeaway there is sometimes just try that new thing because you don't know where it might lead or what you, you might learn. It's a fail, it's a bust, or it's a total win. Yeah, exactly. My thing is like everything is data. So whether you fail or succeed, it's just data, right? And it just points you where you need to go. So none of us know what we're doing. We're all, no one knows the next step. <laughs> 
it's like, I don't know what I'm building. Like, okay, here's my plan for the next six months. Let's cross our fingers and see what, see where this goes or if it completely changes, but it doesn't matter because, you know, we're some of the rare people who are just actually continuing to take action. Like, yep. That's it. That's business. You just take action and you don't stop. So, oh my gosh, Ruth, thank you for your time. I, I mean, man, looking back to our first like top 10 trip together, like I am so thankful. Crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy how much, like you said, how much growth there has been just personally. And I think that's the only reason that I know for me that I've been able to go on and grow another business and fully, fully focused on just serving other women. I will just say guys, like it goes back to the mission, right? And even Ruth saying like Posh, you know, started with her problem, but it wasn't going to be a thing until it was connected to a larger mission. And seven strong, same thing like that, that mission of just helping women earn, like Ruth said it, nothing, nothing bad comes of money in the hands of women. Like nothing, the things that we could do. Oh, Rachel Rogers. We should, that, that Rachel Rogers was other the author I was trying to think of, we should all be millionaires. And she talks about that. And she talks about what women do when we actually create and generate wealth and how much more we give back and how much more impact we make. Like the impact is crazy. And also it's okay. Like we said, to be like, I'm going to, you earn money to give yourself something else as well. Right. I think so often as women, we're like, we're going to build these huge businesses all for like this huge impact. And yes, it is going to happen. But it is also okay to say, I'm going to earn money because I want to do this with my family or I want to buy this. So like just detach, like you don't have to say, I'm going to earn money just so I can give it all to charity. Like as women, we're taught that's what we should say, right? But it's okay. So I love like we could have a whole episode on Money Mindset. Oh, Ruth, you're amazing. Thank you so much, guys. Posh, go to the app store, download Posh. If you're in Charleston, you better download Posh because I need Posh here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, Ruth, thank you so much. Have an amazing you. day. And here's to Posh being the next billion dollar female tech startup. Thanks so Bye. much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found tactical takeaways you can apply right away to your business. If so, it would mean the world to me if you'd subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review on iTunes. Now... Let's go crush some goals together.